COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly, depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines, covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly, and for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. We're on the road with Mickey. We're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go. We're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophie. He's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hello. And today we are joined by our special guests, Pam and Deb, who are going to join us for our feature topic. Hello, ladies. Good morning. Hey, thank you for joining us. This is a very exciting time for Sophie and I because we're used to just talking to each other. So having other voices to talk to is is really exciting for us. Right, Sophie? Really exciting. I'm so glad to meet you guys. <laughs> so as always, um, this is this is On the Road with Mickey. This is podcast episode number 15. Can you believe it, Soph? No, I can't. And this is for April 13th, 2020. Our feature topic is when I finally go to Disney. And that's a fill in the blank. So anyone that's listening at home, fill in that blank with, along with us. Um, but before we get into the feature topic, we're going to go over a little bit of some cheddar from the big cheese that we came up with. Um, of course, the first thing I want to remind everyone is that we are going to be having a giveaway. And it's called the On the Road with Mickey giveaway. And we're giving away a Darth Vader Scentsy Warmer with wax and a $25 Disney gift card. Um, it's going to one lucky winner and the contest will run from May 1st to the 31st with the winner announced on June 1st. We're going to have, um, we're going to have places where you can enter uh, online on, in our group and on our Facebook pages and on blog posts and things like that. Um, so there'll be a lot of different ways that you can enter. And we're just hoping that it brings a lot of excitement and gives, gives some real exciting things for you guys to talk about outside of, of um, just listening to the podcast. It's open to everyone to win um, except for Sophie, Cindy, my wife, Cindy and myself. So, um, so, Deb and Pam, you guys are welcome to enter and and good luck to whoever wins. I hope I hope you guys really enjoy it. Um, so that's our contest. Um, 
And then over at the Disney Parks blog, I saw a series that they're running that I think um, I think everyone will be really interested in. If you're a Disney fan like we are, then you know what Walt Disney Imagineering is. And over at the Disney Parks blog, they have a series on a virtual tour of Walt Disney Imagineering. Doesn't that sound cool? Yeah, it does. Girls, what do you think? I think sounds exciting. It, it does sound exciting. They're going into a lot of different details and areas of of Imagineering that you don't really um, you don't really get to see and witness a lot because they keep that kind of kind of private and secluded. Um, so it's kind of cool that they're opening it up for a little bit. And um, I will post the link to those posts right now. There's two parts to it. And I don't know if there's going to be more than two or not, but I will post the links in the show notes and um, you'll be able to find them at on the road with Mickey.com. Um, and also you could find um, references to the notes in your um, podcast viewer if you're on um, if you're on podcasts on Apple or Google or whatever um, but you can always listen to the to the program itself to each episode at our website on the road with Mickey.com so Sophie what else do you have I saw you were posting some new cheddar for us what do you got for us well this involves the coronavirus which i know we don't usually like to talk about that since we have those psas at the beginning of our episodes now Mm -hmm. but this is good because five disney world workers actually arrived home from peru on april 3rd after their week-long trip i think had been extended to 22 days because all of the airports were closed in peru So they were stranded there for 22 days, over three weeks. And although they had monitored the coronavirus spreading, they did not see any cases in Machu Picchu, which is where they were going. But it's nice to know that they're home now. Exactly. Social isolating, of course. They're taking all the necessary precautions, but it's just good that they're home. Yeah, exactly. and that's that's cool that they're home. So way to find that, Sophie. I didn't I hadn't read that yet. So so thanks for posting that. Um, I don't have any other news because, frankly, right now the news is kind of limited and it's all tailored towards the coronavirus. And like Sophie said, we're trying to keep things as cheerful as we can during this time. This is we're we're doing our podcast not just for us but for also for you to try and to give some levity and give a break in in um from talking and hearing about about COVID-19 and all that all the time so so hopefully we're succeeding in our mission and our stated goal (laughs) you have been as I watch I keep disappearing to Disney magically through through everything that you've been posting and doing for us Sophie and Mike thank you well thank you thank you to make you guys happy and what better way to make people happy than Disney isn't that exactly. the truth? Some nights when I'm watching, I'm clicking my heels. There's no place like home. I just want to be transported there. Yeah, but that's the wrong movie. <laughs> I know, but that's what comes to mind every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, well, this is this next topic. Our feature topic is when I finally go to Disney. And my whole thought process on this was that 
this would be a fill in the blank. Um, it's, it's, it's open-ended of course, because you know, you could say anything, um, and, and, and it would be realistic and and valid, you know? Um, but my thought being with, with everything that's been going on for me, when I finally go to Disney, excuse me, that will mean that the coronavirus has passed and that life is on the way to being normal again. And that is, I think is one thing that so many people are ready for is just to, to get back to what they remember normal being, you know, whether it's just being able to go out to eat for dinner or, or being able to go over and see your friends and hang out with them instead of just being able to having to do it electronically all the time. Going to the grocery store and there not being an empty aisle where the TP should be. Exactly. Things like that. So, so for me, say that again. I said, just going to see my grandchildren. They miss, I miss them so much and it's just breaking my heart. Yeah. That too. That's horrible. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's all nice to be able to see them on Facebook or on, on a FaceTime session or Skype or zoom or whatever. Um, but it's not the same, is it? It's just, it's just not the same. Exactly. It's not the same. Especially hug them again. Exactly. And especially with Easter Sunday being right around the corner. Yeah. Actually, by the time of this episode, Easter Sunday will have been yesterday, but you girls know what I mean. Right. Um, and we've told people in our, in our notes before that, that we pre-record. So we're actually recording on Wednesday for anyone that's listening. That's curious, but, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, I think the, the seriousness of the whole virus really struck home when Disney closed because that really, that really symbolized to me that oh boy, this is a big deal and we really need to be serious about it. If Disney's closing and Disney's still closed, you know, and think it's been, it's been a month almost, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just astonishing that they're still closed. And so when they're able to reopen, that's just going to say to me, well, good, things are getting back to the way they used to be. So, mm-hmm. So, Sophie, why don't you um, tell us what you're going to To do do. when you finally go to Disney? Well, yes, because my thing is more of a do, not so much of a things are getting back to normal again. When I go to Disney, like not just finally go to Disney. Every single time I go to Disney, I always get a new pair of ears. It's always been a tiny little tradition of mine. Not always followed, but most of the time followed, 90%. And the fact that I have not been able to get a new pair of ears yet, uh, that really that really upsets me. So, <laughs> And I have my eye on these specific ears, because I already have the ears, but it's the bows that can go with them because they're changeable bows. 
And I have two already. I have the classic one and the it's a small world one, but I want the Tiki Room one. So when I go to Disney, for every month that, that it's postponed, I'm getting a changeable bow. Whoa. There you go. Oh, that's beautiful, Sophie. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I just really want to go to Disney again, and that's my way of saying, hey, I'm here. Let's have fun. Let's go get soaking wet on Splash Mountain. <laughs> and see, um, what Mommy said, and she was partly in joking and partly because she loves them so much, but she said when she finally goes to Disney, she is going to have a Mickey premium ice cream bar for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I agree I with think, that one, too. I don't Way think to she's Cindy. entirely <laughs> serious about that, though. But <laughs> Hey, I could get into that real easy. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. So, ladies, who wants to go first? Who wants to, to step off the diving board and into the water, so to speak? Well, I can go ahead and say what I would like to do. Go for it, Pam. And somebody asked me the other day uh, that I had friended on Facebook, or they friended me on Facebook, how many times have I been to Disney? And I have no idea. I said I know it's 40-plus now, which I know is not a lot compared to a lot of people. But when you live in North Carolina, it's a lot of trips. But my husband has to suffer through me making our flights we leave raleigh at 5 30 in the morning so we are in florida about 7 7 15 and we get on the magic express and get to our destination wherever we're staying and we hit the ground running but the next time i go i think just like you said to be in disney world which is my happy place just to be there to see the castle to walk through the castle and then just ride It's a Small World, which is my favorite ride of all the rides that there are. Just to be there yeah. and to take a deep breath, I think, will just be the best thing for me. Exactly. Exactly. And did you see my my video I posted on the Road with Mickey group about the It's a Small World throughout all the different parks? Yes, I did. That was pretty cool. That was so cool. And I was like... All those different, there's some slight tweaks, you know, variations to to the different different parks and how they do the ride. And I thought it was so cool. It really was. I was surprised to see the Little Mermaid, and I'm not sure where it was. I don't know if it was Tokyo Disney Small World, but I did see uh, the Little Mermaid. I think it was the Little Mermaid that I saw, and mm -hmm. that was really neat. Um, I'm supposed to go to Paris in October, and I really hope to get to Disneyland Paris, but I'm not sure if that will work out. But I'm interested to see the differences in the parks. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really neat. And and I hope you make it to Disneyland Paris. I haven't been yet, but I have friends that have been and they and they really like it. And it's a smaller park, but um but they really enjoy it. So, well, so you I hope you make it. Manor for me? <laughs> I'll do it one time. I'll do anything one time. <laughs> Apparently because I actually see a lot of videos of people going to the Disneyland parks and Disneyland Paris really fascinates me because not only is there Phantom Manor, which is as far astray from the original Haunted Mansion as I've ever seen, mm -hmm. 
but there's also this place underneath the castle at Disneyland Paris, and I really wish I could yes. see it for myself, but could you please go check those two things out? <laughs> and send I pictures back to all of us. <laughs> exactly. Post yes, them in the group, please. you know? That's what the group is for. It's for everyone to just enjoy and and get a distraction, you know? Take a little break away. So. Exactly. All right, Deb, so tell me, Aww. when you finally go to Disney, fill in the blank. When I finally go to Disney, I will do what I've done in the past. I will cry like a baby on Main Street as I see the castle. And I will lift up my hands and say, thank you, Lord, that I'm here. And then I will run as fast as these 65-year-old legs can to get back to Big Thunder Mountain to be on the first loop of the day. um, Because that is something that started as a challenge when my mother was the old one in the family. And, and we we would do that every time that it was the Magic Kingdom first, Big Thunder Mountain first, then take a breath and maybe stay on it if nobody has gotten in line again. And then over to Pirates of the Caribbean. Just love the pirates. And by that time, the taste buds had kicked in and a Dole Whip, my absolute favorite treat. Um, but just to be so thankful because Disney has also been a happy place for 43 years um, have gone back and forth sometimes frequently sometimes not as often but it's always been a number one location with my family anytime I want to think if I'm getting a little bit down or thinking oh me I'll think of all the happy times at Disney with my family and 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 the special people at Disney that make it happen from you Mike when, when we booked the trip to mm-hmm. getting there, the cast members, you know, my son has been on chemo for five years. And the trip we took last October, the, the pixie dust that was sprinkled over and over again. Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing like Disney and the Disney family to, to make you know that, hey, you are home. Exactly. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you. And see, that's that's, that's why I wanted you two to be on my show. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. So. And only the best people are crazy. That's right. People <laughs> at my church, I'm sure they pray for me thinking, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with this woman? She she gets back and she wants to go again. Um, <laughs> but, but that's 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 the nutsness, the funness. That's the kid in me. I've never grown up. I'm a Peter Pan fan because I've never grown up and I never planned to. Yeah. I agree with that. And me see, too. My, my first trip, I was 11 years old and it was 1979. And my grandparents, so Sophie's Poppy and Nana, they had moved to Florida when they retired in October of 78. So it was the first summer. And my sister and my mom and I, my dad was self-employed, so he had to stay home to to build cabinets for his clients. And but the three of us, they flew us down and we went to we stayed at their house and they lived in western Florida near Tampa. And that first summer we went to the Magic Kingdom and it was 1979. And then we went to SeaWorld and we went to um we went over to Cape Canaveral. And it was such a fun trip, you know, but back then it was only one park. So yes, it was like yes. you went to the Magic Kingdom and then you were done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it so. was crowded. Yeah. 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 It was understandable. 
I remember we ate in Pinocchio house and we sat and I mean, you know how busy it gets now with, with trying to eat in Pinocchio house. They have to direct you where to sit, you know? Um, but back then it wasn't as big a deal and we ate there and we sat right by the windows and watched and waved to the people on It's a Small World as they were heading off on their journey. And and it was uh-huh. like, you know, there was like the four or five tables just stacked there and no one was sitting there. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. When we first started going, it was just a year before you, um, about 78, 79. But then we became truly... Um, entrenched in wanting to go constantly in the early 80s. And I can remember it was nothing to just walk up and and stand in a short line to get into Cinderella's Castle to eat, and you ordered off the menu. Yeah. And, and it was just, you were in awe how beautiful it was. And now you just about have to stand on your head and pat your belly to get a reservation there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sophie's first trip was in 2005 our um our neighbors uh leanne and her family invited us to go stay at their timeshare so we were off property but we went and we did a day at magic kingdom and we did a day at epcot and i think we did a second day at magic kingdom i don't remember but um but that was 2005 and sophie has been to either disney world or disneyland is it every year, Seth, since? Almost and sometimes, every year. And sometimes twice. Um, you know, like when she would go visit her friend out in California, they'd, they'd live at Disneyland practically. And, um, and we actually went, um, we went one summer and then we surprised Sophie and went down for the 40th, you know, and that's already been 10 years ago. Yes. So, so that's it's crazy how quickly the time passes but but yeah it was it's been fun you know being able to expose her to that and um for cindy my wife her first trip was the first time i took her which was um july of 2000 which was just before we got married Um, we went to visit and so she could meet my grandparents and um and part of that trip we went over to we went over um on july third and fourth and we were at we were at magic kingdom on july 3rd and epcot on july 4th and you know how people speak horror stories about how busy it is on the fourth of july but it wasn't like that for us it was it was disney magic you know that's what we all talk about is disney magic and that's what it was because the crowds were there were crowds but it was manageable and it was so much fun and it was just the two of us and she had never been, so I was seeing Disney through her eyes, you know, which yeah. is which is always fun. Mm-hmm. And then the next year or so, I was seeing it through her belly since you guys went again when she was pregnant with me. That's right. <laughs> that yes, was yeah. the following January. Um, we had um, some airline miles to use, and we flew down, and we basically it was january of 2001 and we ate our way through disney and all this is documented on my blog of course it's on my dreams at disney because that's why i started it was to document our trips but um 
but yeah, it was um, it was the, the time we ate our way through Disney, and just like you said, we had a same day reservation at Cinderella's Castle for lunch, mm-hmm. and um, and at, at Cinderella's Royal Table, yeah. and the princess wasn't there for lunch at that time though. No, no, so, no, you just got to see the beauty of it. Yeah. I am old enough, Mike, to remember that when we went in the eighties. We would do everything for signing up for a bump on the airline to be able to get a free ticket to go back. And then we would get the one-year pass, and we'd do everything we could to make the trip as cheap as we could. And one year when I was uh, busy, this is before Google, and you had to dial the 800 numbers to book rooms, we used to stay outside on I-4. And one year, I just picked up the phone, and I called Disney, and I had the Polynesian. We did it three years in a row. We stayed at the Polynesian Resort. Resort for just pennies more than what we would have had to pay out on the main road. And oh, wow. I tell you, we thought we had had basically died and went to heaven being at the Polynesian yeah. and seeing the lagoon and the castle all the time. And mm-hmm. oh, I tell you, Disney just makes me smile from ear to ear, no matter what the memories. <laughs> I exactly. agree. I can remember when my kids were young, and this was in the 80s as well planning just deciding like this week and next week was easter picked up the phone made reservations made the trip you know you it was so doable and times have really changed a lot i miss that part about disney but we made lots of trips or several trips that way but now it's you know you have to do a lot more planning and that is one thing that i really miss is yeah. the spontaneity and just pick up and go. But I love Disney no matter what, but I do miss that part. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I hear you. And you're right. The The planning process is a lot more involved. And um, you can still make trips somewhat spur of the moment, but you have to also temper your expectations of what you want to exactly. do. Yeah. You know, and exactly. so... If you want the if you want the flight of passage, or if you want um, if you want to ride Smuggler's Run, or Mickey and Minnie and the Runaway Runaway Railway, then you got to plan it ahead so that you can get those fast passes, or you're going to be spending a lot of time waiting in line. And um, so, it, yeah, it's for me when we finally get there again. Um, and it's funny that I say that when we finally go to Disney because. You know, when were we there last, Sophie, was for the Halloween party. It was past October, but it feels like it was, you know, an eon ago. It know? does. And that's the thing about Disney. But um, but anyway, when we finally get there, it to me, it feels like it's a situation where I think we're going to be less concerned about making and keeping the fast passes we have and and making them work into our schedule and be more about about just appreciating where we are and how how fortunate we are to be able to do this you know i agree mike yeah me too so you know take time to smell the roses and touch feel and and smell yes i mean shouldn't the flower and garden festival be on in may it it will still be going it goes until june 1st yes so technically literally 
we would be able to stop and smell the flowers. Oh, yes. <laughs> there you go. Even if it's not, we still have flowers. We can stop and smell the roses. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right, Sophie, just like always. And uh, I am so hopeful that we're able to go in May. I am, you know, it'll be, we are three, we are one month and three days away <laughs> if we're able to go. <laughs> Please, but who's counting? Please, please. Yeah, who's counting? You know, it's only, you know, 27 <laughs> seconds after that. <laughs> so, but yeah, who's counting? So, but that, that's, you know, hope, hope and pray. And okay. no, it's not in my timing, it's in his. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, anyway, that is our feature topic. Do you have anything else you want to add to it? Um, no, I can't think of anything that I personally want to add, ladies. Can I add, where have all these people come from? You know, we talked about how quiet the park used to be, how doable when it was just the Magic Kingdom, and now they've got four parks, and there's all the other parks in Florida. And uh, so... Where are all these people coming from that it's so crowded no matter when you go? I still love it, don't get me wrong, because, you know, you you learn to just go with the flow. But I can't figure out where do the people all come from? Yeah, that's a good question. And um, I think a lot of it is just the expansion of of Disney World itself as as a destination and and the realization that um that they have i think is 26 resorts maybe 27 now with riviera that are on property resorts and so they're marketing to the whole world and and it's it's a lot easier for them to get their marketing out to other to other nations even you know the the one of the things i'll i'll never forget was when we were staying at french quarter this is the first or the second time we stayed there and we were getting on the elevator and there was um, a mother with her daughter and they, they were staying there too. And we just started talking with them and they were from, um, from the UK and they were there for like two weeks. And, and you know, it's just a realization that there's a, that, that the Disney, branding goes beyond the united states and goes all everywhere and so so you get the people from you get the people from the uk who have their own travel agents and and get really good promotions that that we don't see and then you also get the tour groups from brazil and now you know depending on the time of the year you get um you get the Pop Warner football leagues yeah. and the cheerleading um, competitions and things like that, that are that that just adds to the adds to the time that you know the parks are busy. So okay, so, so it truly right. is a small world, correct? Yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes definitely. And you know, one of the one of the key um, times to go that it used to be overlooked was. Um, to go right on the check-in on Sunday of Thanksgiving when everyone else was checking out, you're checking in, and then you got that week um, where you're right in the middle of Christmas season, and it's a beautiful time, 
and and there's a lot less crowds and there's still a lot less crowds yes during that time but it's not as less as it used to be it's uh-huh. it's um it's getting to where those crowds people are realizing oh that's a really good time to go because yeah. the crowds are less mm-hmm. but but it's not as much as it used to be so and mike we used to go in january and i have been in the country bear jamboree and there was four people in there and uh-huh. you really had the park to yourself but now that's not true anymore yeah yeah and that january trip with we took when we were pregnant with sophie was insane because it got so windy and you know we were we were here in raleigh and we we're like oh my gosh we're going to florida it's going to be 80 degrees every day and we're like <laughs> Getting there and realizing just how naive we were. <laughs> yep. Naive we so unprepared. Cold. Oh my gosh, it was so cold. <laughs> naive and unprepared because we brought shorts. Yeah. So <laughs> it was insane. But, it you know, was. we made the best of it and it was fun anyway. So. But yeah, it's and and that was you know a pretty dead weekend as far as that, and it's probably partly because of the temperatures, but um, but yeah, it, it, the crowds definitely have grown over the years, and so it makes the addition of the fast pass plus system and so forth in my mind anyway, it makes it um more important because you know you don't want to invest your money. Um, because it is expensive to go to Disney, you know, let's, let's just face facts on that. You don't want to invest that kind of money and not be able to do the things that you, that you're, that you're expecting and that your kids have seen on TV and everything like that, you know, because you didn't plan it right. So, mm-hmm. so it does make it important to take care of those planning steps when you, when you can, that's for yeah. sure. And that was hard for me to get used to. And I, I want to thank you, Mike, because three years ago when I went down with a bunch of the girls from home, um, you just about probably were pounding your head against the wall going, is this woman ever going to understand what I'm saying? Because you were helping me with the fast passes. But I got to Disney <laughs> armed with my phone that had all these new things on it. And between the fast passes and the reservations for restaurants and then being able to... Um, to to reboot as far as that well hold it I don't have to use this fast pass so I'll cancel it and rebook something else my whole my whole trip just we just had a ball and then by the time we went last October I had it conquered even my son was like this is really cool how this works it it just it gave you a way to be accountable for what you were doing that you didn't get jammed up someplace for two hours you could make valid choices and that really made a, a big big difference yeah well, thank you it does of course it does. and and no problem deb and i wasn't ever about to pound my head against the wall so <laughs> i was like what are you talking about but boy you know and then of course again disney magic um, the guest, um, what is the blue tent? Guest service? No, guest relations. Mm-hmm. The, the, when you go to the blue tents at any of the parks with any kind of question you have, they make you feel like you're the only person that they're going to help that day, that you're truly special and chosen. I, I just love how they stay so calm and collect and can help you figure things out. I, again, 
you know, they must talk to a thousand people a day, and but yet you get in front of them, you're the only person that matters. So my hat's off to, to them also. Yeah, exactly. And that's why exactly. we have the best customer service. Yes. That's why I want to work for the parks. Yeah. Yeah. So Sophie is planning to go to a school it's called Full Sail University. It's in Winter Park, which is right near Orlando. So she is looking to study animation or movies or something along that line. And um, and she's hoping to to end up working for Disney when all that is said and done. So well, that's so all right well thank you ladies for for joining us on our feature topic um you're welcome to stay and listen in on the rest of our recording we are now at the section where sophie is going to talk about this day in disney history for april 13th so sophie what do you got for us well today i've got some two well technically three but two tidbits of Disney history for you guys. And one of them takes place in 1931, April 13th. And Disney officially announces its film distribution contract with the United Artists, founded in 1919 by D.W. Griffith and others. It will eventually go on to distribute Disney's first full-length animated feature, Snow White, in 1937. Okay. Cool. And then in 1954, this involves awards, which is why I really like it. Mm -hmm. And basically, Windsor McKay, the award-winning animator, is born in Pennsylvania. Okay. And who is he? Well, he is joining Disney in 1974. His interest in art had developed as a child by observing his father's work. His long list of Disney credits include such features as The Rescuers, The Black Cauldron, Treasure Planet, Pocahontas, Aladdin, Tarzan, Tangled, and the 4D film park attraction Mickey's PhilharMagic. Ah, wow. And then... Believe it or not, I actually misread what that one, and as awesome as it is, I was actually going for 1964, which is where the 36th Academy Awards are held at the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium in Santa Monica, California, and the composer George Bruns is nominated for Best Music, Scoring of Music, Adaption, or Treatment for his work in Sword in the Stone, and the film... Armand Laduce takes home an Oscar. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, thank you, Sophie. So um, I think that's a lot of good history for April 13th. Mm-hmm. All right. And so that takes us to my Disney Who's Who character. Um, and these all come from my book, The Disney Who's Who, an A to Z of Disney characters. Um, ladies, this was a gift to me from Sophie um, for Christmas. And it was so funny because I was there when she bought it and I didn't even think anything of it. And she was buying it for me and I never realized until I opened it on Christmas day. So it was so funny. 
<laughs> yes, I told him I was buying it for me, but when mommy offered to help me with some money, I was like, no, 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 I want to buy it with my own money. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Wait. So my character I have chosen for today is a character with a non-speaking role. He is a lead character with a non-speaking role. Any guesses as to who it is? I think I know exactly who it is, but I'm going to let our guests have a shot. Okay. Any clues? Any ideas? I'm going totally <laughs> blank. <Okay. laughs> me too. <laughs> okay. Well, Sophie, tell me who you think it is. I think he's a tiny little elephant with very big ears. Yes, oh, and his Dumbo. name is Dumbo. <laughs> so let me read a little bit to you. Dumbo is a little elephant with big ears. More than anything, he loves being with his mother and grows incredibly upset when the two are separated. Luckily, Dumbo quickly finds a companion and best friend in Timothy Q. Mouse. Although initially scared of Timothy, Dumbo has a big heart and is able to look past the mouse's appearance and see him for what he is, a true friend. Just a baby, Dumbo is incredibly naive about the ways of the world. He doesn't realize when he is being made fun of or that the magic feather Timothy gives him isn't really magic. But Dumbo's trusting innocence is not altogether bad. It is his belief in the feather's magic and later in himself, that allows him to use his ears to fly. So on this page, there's also some did you know about Dumbo? So let's see if you, any, if you guys knew these. Did you know that Dumbo's real name is Jumbo Jr.? I did. You did, because you know everything about Disney, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> She always knows my did you knows, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> he was given the nickname Dumbo by one of the other elephants. And Dumbo is the only character in this movie who doesn't speak. And to take that a step further, he is the only lead character in any Disney animated movie that I know of that does not speak. Isn't that amazing? But yet he steals our heart. Exactly. Yes. And with the exception of three hairs on the top of his head, Dumbo is completely hairless. <laughs> 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 so that's my Disney Who's Who character for April 13th. And now the last thing I wanted to read to you is something that I'm sure every one of you and probably all the audience listening has heard before. Um, but since we've been talking about going to the Disney parks, I thought it appropriate that our Walt Disney quote would be a quote about the parks. And so this is Walt Disney's quote on the idea for Disneyland. And he says, the, the idea for Disneyland came about when my daughters were very young and Saturday was always daddy's day with the two daughters. So we'd start out and try to go someplace, you know, different things. And I'd take them 
to the merry-go-round and I took them different places. And as I'd sit while they rode the merry-go-round and did all these things, sit on a bench, you know, eating peanuts, I felt that there should be something built where the parents and the children could have fun together. So that's how Disneyland started. Well, it took many years. It was a period of maybe 15 years developing. I started with many ideas, threw them away, started all over again, and eventually it evolved into what you see today at Disneyland. But it all started from a daddy with two daughters wondering where he could take them, where he could have a little fun with them, too. Yeah. Thank that's you what it's all about, isn't it? Yep. Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah. That's a man why. that had a dream that that has now made the fabric of all our lives to be able to do that with our kids and our grandkids, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and that's that's what it's all about is family time and being able to spend time together. Yeah. So, so ladies, I thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. I am really excited that you did, and I hope you will consider being on with us again. Yes, please. Or tell your friends and have them come on. (laughs) Yeah. Anytime, Mike and Sophie, but you keep up the good work so the rest of us have something to just keep looking forward to. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, thank you for being on with us, Deb and Pam. And I look forward to hearing what you think of it when when it posts on Monday. So um, anyway. That's all we got for us today. So I want to just, um, I just want to say that that on the road with Mick, with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. On the road with Mickey is like I said, sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. <laughs> if you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to them. Tech Solutions is found at TechSolutionsNC.com or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at Mike at PixieVacations.com or on Facebook at PixieVacations at Mike Ellis. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.